This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. In this episode, we're talking about the Arecibo Reply. That's correct, the Arecibo Reply. This is also known as the Chilbolton Crop Circle that occurred over there in England not that long ago. Basically, what happened was many years ago, the Arecibo uh, Observatory sent a signal, a message rather, into space describing in binary terms the Earth, the size of the planet, where we're located at, what humans look like, a lot of different scientific information. And much to their surprise, it looks like we've gotten an answer back an answer back much sooner than we thought possible. And it's in the form of a crop circle. So this article we're looking at is from the NewtownB.com by Jan Howard. It's written August or excuse me, October 26, 2001. It says two unusual crop formations have been under analysis ever since they appeared overnight in mid-August in a wheat field at Chilbolton, England. So I'm assuming this is August of 2001. The two designs were found near a Ministry of Defense radio telescope between August 14th and 19th. Unlike crop formations that have appeared in many countries throughout the world for decades during growing season, the designs are not circles but rectangular and square. Doug Rogers of Newton offered a slideshow and lecture on crop circles and the August 19th formations on October 25th at the CH Booth Library. A resident of Newton for 45 years, he is a coordinator of the United States Network of the Center for Crop Circle Studies, which is based in England. Mr. Rogers and others have involved others involved in the study of crop circles or seriology believe the formation is an answer to a November 16, 1974 transmission of a human template by Frank Drake and Carl Sagan from the Arecibo Radio Telescope dish in Puerto Rico the largest in the world. The transmission was directed to the M113 globular star cluster that consists of 300,000 stars and is in the constellation of Hercules. The Arecibo transmission was sent at the speed of light and in binary form. It lasted about three minutes. It included, among other things, the binary equivalent of the numbers 1 to 10, showing a base of Tenya identifying our math system in a way to decipher the message. The 1,679 digits in the transmission is the result of two prime numbers, 23 and 73, and the binary code was separated into a matrix of 23 times 73 columns or squares, creating the template or grid. The message also transmitted atomic numbers for hydrogen, carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, phosphorus, and the molecular forms of human DNA. It also sent as a representative of the human race, our average height, a rough proportional representation of our bodies, population of our planet, and a 1974 estimate as 4.29 billion, as well as a depiction of the solar system, identifying the third planet Earth under the feet of the human figure. Arecibo telescope with its diameter was also depicted. The rectangular design that appeared August 19th in the field of Chibolton, England, is believed to be the return of the signal from 1974 with nine corrections to it, Mr. Rogers said. While the jury is still out on the meaning of some of the corrections, the August 19th design shows an addition 
of silicon to the chemical elements. On some other planets, silicon is more important than it is here, he said. The population figures transmitted in 1974 were changed to 12.3 billion, perhaps in indicating life in the entire solar system. Corrections to the Corrections to the human figure depict a height of 3 feet, 4 inches, and a large head. Wow, sounds an awful lot like a gray to me. The August 2001 design also shows a different arrangement of the planets. Instead of only Earth depicted separate from the line of planets from the Sun, the design shows two other, one of which is Mars. The other is either Jupiter with four moons or a depiction of the asteroid belt as having been a planet that exploded, Rogers said. Wow. People are doing their best to rationalize what the line of planets represents, he said. The changes may be indicative that there is life on another planet in our solar system. That's hard to imagine, isn't it? A sooner, sooner or later, there will be a consensus, he said. We have a visitation. Did we have a visitation on our planet at Chilbolton? Mr. Rogers said that the humanoid face design that appeared at Chilbolton on August 14th, which is unrecognizable on the ground, is similar to a 1970s photograph of a face-like structure on Mars. At that time, NASA said the face was a trick of light and shadows, he said. That has been a very famous example of the reluctance of NASA to tell us what they have found. You know, I just saw an article the other day about how uh, NASA had been running all of the photographs of Mars through a red, through a red filter, and that some apparently some, they've either stopped doing that or some pictures have slipped out where the sky looks much more blue or gray. We can't trust these guys. Obviously, they got what did we what did we talk about here a while back? They've got what something like two million pictures of the moon that they won't release because they said they haven't had time to go through them yet. Well, why would you need to go through them? Just release them as you get them. Something very crooked is going on here. And I'm not so sure I trust all this business with Elon Musk going to Mars either. I mean, why why is he in the middle of this? The face on Mars is close to other structures that look like pyramids, Mr. Rogers said. The structures are geometric with interesting angles. That face in the grain field may be an effort to say that Mars is capable of har harboring life. Another coincidence is the design of the August is the design of the August 19th is 23 pixels across and 73 pixels in length, Mr. Rogers said. He noted it is interesting that there are 23 days between the arrival of the design on August 19th and the terrorist attacks on September 11th. Maybe just a coincidence. That is weird. You know, I always thought there was something very strange to that because I remember reading somewhere that the nuclear codes had been uh, knocked offline or something, and it took them like three weeks to get those reset. There's something, there's just some sort of evil behind that whole thing that goes beyond what we're being told about. That's all I know. I don't know what happened, but I know, I think it's almost, you know, we, we know what we saw, but it's almost like there's some level of evilness there that we don't understand yet. Mr. Rogers said that information received by SETI is not always made public. Well, how convenient. And only when they are ready to give it to us. Crop circles, on the other hand, are public information. While the government is keeping SETI scientists quiet, Mr. Rogers thinks there's a message in all the circles that have been cited over the years. They began as simple circles and progressed into highly sophisticated designs, he said. And we have been 
we have been brought along. Some intelligence has decided we're ready to receive an intelligent, informative message. People who saw the design in the field didn't recognize it at first as a signal sent in 1974, Mr. Rogers explained. Paul Vigue was the first one to recognize the design for what it was. The message of Arecibo sent in 1974 by Drake and Sagan. Only a few dozen people would know the template of the 1974 message, he added. There have been designs by hoaxers in the past, such a Bolton design is a genuine design, but put together by not put together by pranksters, he added. There is no way in the darkness that individuals could lay down that design. It is perfect from an aerial view. Crop designs raise questions. Mr. Rogers said that the scientific community is reluctant to study. The government is not admitting this planet has been visited. There is a long history of visitation by extraterrestrials. There are elements in the government that know more than they are saying about flyovers of our space. Our government doesn't admit we have no control over our space. And the article kind of goes on from there. Yeah, this is weird. So they sent this Arecibo message out. It was in 1974. And then in 2001, we get this crop circle response back. This, this is the kind of stuff to me that I think deserves a lot more study. I mean, people are arguing on Twitter about whether or not the lights over uh, 29 Palms were flares or a ship. But we, we could actually have some sort of extraterrestrial beings trying to communicate with us through these crop circles. And the more you get into these crop circles, the more you find out that there's just no way that people can do this stuff. Now, let's take a look at this other article on this before we go on. Now, I want to take a look at this uh, next article here before you wrap up, because I just think this is such a fascinating topic. This is from com. I'll put links there at the Buy Me A Coffee website. And while I'm at it, hey, thank you to all the people that have contributed on the uh, Buy Me A Coffee website. Um, it's great. It's a great way to support the program, and thank you all very much. Especially thank you to the person that uh, dropped off 20 bucks. That helps. Okay, this title of this is Arecibo Message. It says, What Happened When Humanity Tried to Communicate with Aliens? It says, Scientists have been trying to communicate with aliens through the Arecibo Message since 1974. Are hopes of a reply unrealistic? This is dated uh, March... 30th, I believe, 2018. Look, I'm not sure it's a good idea that we're communicating with something that we completely do not understand. It says, and the article's by Yurvashi Chitnavas, it says, on the 16th of November, 1974, a ceremony was held at the Arecibo Observatory Radio Telescope in Puerto Rico to mark the remodeling of the newly upgraded telescope. But this isn't the only reason to remember this event. There's another, much cooler reason. It also happened to be the first time we tried to communicate with aliens. It says, sending a message. The idea to send out a message into space was proposed by Carl Sagan, an American astrophysicist and cosmologist around the time that NASA was finalizing its plans on the Pioneer 10 and 11 missions. NASA agreed to the suggestion, and it was decided that the imminent Pioneer mission would be used for this experiment. And so Frank Drake, another eminent astrophysicist and creator of the Drake Equation, in collaboration with Sagan and others, began constructing the first three messages that humans would send to be read and interpreted by extraterrestrial life. But how do you communicate with a civilization that probably doesn't even have the same concept of language as us? Turns out that the language of science turns out with the language of science. The first two communications 
were sent out as plaques on which there were inscriptions depicting the basic features of life on Earth. The same plaques were carried by Pioneer 10, launched in 1972, and Pioneer 11, launched in 1973, with the hope that the probes which were being sent past the asteroid belt and beyond our solar system would one day be found in red. The plaques included a pulsar map pinpointing the location of our solar system, a depiction of the position of Earth in the solar system, our concept of unit length explained through the simple diagram of an atom, and illustrations of the male and female human bodies. The third message sent out is an interesting one. It was not constructed as a physical message sent with a probe, but instead was broadcast via frequency-modulated radio waves from the Arecibo Radio Telescope during its remodeling ceremony. The message was aimed at a star cluster called the M13 cluster, part of the Hercules constellation some 21,000 light-years away. Funnily enough, the M13 cluster was chosen for no particular exciting reason, except that it has a large and close collection of stars that was available in the sky at the time and place of the ceremony. So, you know, it almost sounds like these guys were just shooting in the dark. It says, but what was encoded in this mysterious radio message? Well, it was more or less just a shout out that humans are here and are friendly along with some other basic information that may or may not be understood by our little green friends. That's a little facetious. You know, we know what they told us they sent. Who knows what was actually sent? It goes on here down a little ways. It talks about the prime numbers. If you see 1679, you see 1,679 happens to be a semi-prime number, which is a product of two prime numbers, in this case, 73 and 23. So they went through all these math manipulations to decide how to, you know, organize this message. And then basically what it carried out uh, was, it says the numbers 1 to 10, the atomic numbers of the elements that make up our DNA, uh, the chemical formula for sugars and bases, the number of nucleotides in DNA, that talks about the graphic figure of a human, a map of the solar system, the Arecibo telescope, uh, 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 they used a collar for that, and they, they coded in the dimensions. So all this stuff was sent out in binary code. Now, all of this information packed into a computer grid is quite nifty, but the big question is, if an extraterrestrial civilization ever does receive the message, will they even be able to understand it? Then it goes on to ask about you know, whether or not it's going to be received. Well, of course, it's 21,000 light years away. And finally, it asks a question. Did the aliens reply? Well, we never really got an answer to our message, but there were a few mysterious after effects that were nonetheless quite exciting. An interesting one was the alleged Arecibo answer. This answer appeared in 2001. Okay. As two crop circles began bang next to the Chilbolton radio station in, New in Hampshire, UK. That sentence is not very well written. So basically, yes, in 2001, these two, I don't know what they mean by bang next, but in 2001, obviously, there's these two crop circles, you know, that appeared next to each other, right next to this radio telescope. How convenient. It says, in the section detailing important elements, the focus was shifted from carbon to silicon. In other words, whatever's communicating with us, it seems like they're telling us we're not carbon-based, we're silicon-based. You know what? That would go right along with these things being artificial intelligence. The diagram of the DNA helix was slightly altered while the human figure was replaced by a typical-looking little alien 
with the bulbous head with altered dimensions and population statistics. Yeah, how convenient. They look just like grays. They're made of silicon, not carbon. So could it be that these things are, what we're dealing with here is artificial intelligence and these gray aliens are just simply some kind of a physical construct, semi-physical construct that they've created to interact with us? That's what it seems like. I mean, that would kind of explain why they seem to have no personality, no emotional intelligence. They just come in and abduct people in the middle of the night. Don't seem to have any compassion on people. Disappointing as it may be, there's not much doubt that the, that the conceptualization of this response was lifted straight out of science fiction. Much to the annoyance of alien enthusiasts, crop circles don't fool much of a scientific community. You know, what kind of nonsense? I mean, this is the kind of garbage that we deal with when we try to have an intelligent conversation about something. So here's the facts. In 1974, these quite famous celebrity science sent out a radio message in the direction of the constellation Hercules saying, look, we're here explaining what a human looks like, the population of the earth, where the earth's located, you know, what, what, what the primary elements are that, that humans are made out of, carbon. All this information packed in. 21,000 light years away. But in 2001, which is what, 26, 27 years later, they end up with a crop circle. And where does the crop circle show up at? Well, next to a big space telescope where all the hotshot scientists hang out at. Did anybody, did anybody see the crop circle makers out there? We know these things aren't made by humans because uh, of the way the plants are affected. They're, they've got little microwave bursts through them, and they tend to grow back. And the crops tend to recover from the crop circle uh, experience when, when they're not made by people. So this notion that these, are, these circles are just made by a couple of old men out there with, with ropes and sticks and boards uh, doing this is, is asinine. And this author right here, she does a terrible job. I mean, she does an okay job explaining, you know, the Arecibo message. But at the very end, just glosses over the fact that these two crop circles appeared, unexplained, and then has the audacity to, to uh, try to put the whole thing off like it's just a big conspiracy theory, that, that people are just imagining the response. So this is a level of, of uh, deception and fraud and just outright, just, just this arrogant attitude that we are faced with day in and day out from the mainstream media. We're never going to get disclosure from the authority figures. We're probably never going to get disclosure from these uh, UFO celebrities, okay? You have to do the deep work yourself. You have to examine the evidence yourself and you have to make up your own mind. As far as I'm concerned, there's a lot more to these crop circles than, than, than just some uh, people with too much time on their hand going down, smashing down wheat. Just a cursory examination shows you that these things are coming from somewhere else. And the fact that this crop circle, when translated into the binary code, is such a specific response to the, to the Arecibo message is fascinating. And it deserves so much more attention. But you know what? Like, like all these things, the stuff that really deserves the attention, the encounters and the sightings and the metamaterial and these crop circles that deserve to be examined and deserve to be studied, and cattle mutilations, put them in there. They get almost zero attention from the scientific community other than ridicule. You know why? Because if you look 
past the surface, you can't debunk them. If you really ask serious questions and have an adult conversation about these things, you can't debunk them. But you can take a picture that somebody sent Jeremy Corbell and that for whatever reason he sat on for two years apparently, and you can talk about that all day long. Was it a flares? Was it a UFO? Was it this? Was it that? Because nobody's come forward and said, yeah, I was there. I took the picture. We have to have that level of transparency. And we've got that with these crop circles. They're right there. They are inherently transparent. I mean, whoever did this did it right next to that telescope. I, don't have, I haven't heard anybody come forward and say, well, I did that. And just the way they're done, they've scientifically studied the, uh, the, the, the crops, how they're damaged in the process of being laid down. They're interwoven. The nodules are blown out through some sort of microwave burst. And what's happening to these things cannot be replicated by people. People can make a awkward, clumsy a counterfeit, but these actual crop circles they're not human made it's not possible and that's why you don't hear it as a topic of a discussion because the debunkers can't they, they, they've got the one flat out argument which is easily disproven and, and and they don't want to talk about it where they can go on about a picture or they can go on about bob lazar's ride on a ufo all day long and debunk that so we need to control the narrative as people who are curious about this stuff. Don't let the other side control the narrative. Do your own research. Do your own examinations. You don't have to care about what anybody else thinks. Until next time, this is UFO Warning. Out of here. 